Hello, Renoites listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Renoites. My name is Connor McQuivy. I'm your host. Good to have you here with me. This is the podcast where I talk to people in town who are doing interesting or cool things, who have a lot to say about our community. And this week, I'm very excited to welcome Michael Tragash, who is the community director for Yelp Reno. Most of you are probably familiar with Yelp. It is a website and app for reviewing businesses. Michael and I talked not just about Yelp and how it works, but also a lot about community and what that means, the small business effect on our local community, the importance of feedback and communication in how businesses develop and grow. A lot of really interesting stuff, and I was so grateful that he came on the show. In the spirit of Yelp and feedback and reviews and the feedback economy, which we talk about on this episode, I would love your feedback on Renoites. If you enjoy this show, let me know. Send me an email. My email address is Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at renoites.com. Let me know what you like or don't like about the show, maybe guests that you would like to hear, topics you'd like for me to cover, things you like or don't like about the format of the show, whatever. I really love to hear from listeners. I love to know what you like and don't like about the show. So send me some feedback. If you have positive feedback, if you think this is a five-star kind of podcast, You can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts as well. That definitely helps people find the show, and I would love to see some positive feedback there as well. So if you have a moment to leave a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Before we get to the interview, as always, a couple quick notes. As all of you probably know, I host trivia for DJ Trivia Nevada at several local venues in town. I would love to see you at one of my games, or if not my games, one of our other hosts' games. We have venues all around town, Sunday through Thursday, several games per night on Monday through Thursday at different venues all around town. So check out DJTriviaNevada.com. You can find a location near you. Go play, find a host that you like. It's a ton of fun. It's always free. Please check it out. That's DJTriviaNevada.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by This Is Reno. This Is Reno is my favorite local news source. It really is the best place to find out what is going on in town, especially around a lot of the important issues that we face. They do a lot of reporting on issues of housing and homelessness, political issues, a lot of stuff that you might not see covered that thoroughly in our local paper or on the local TV news. So that's thisisreno.com. Please check them out. There's also a daily newsletter you can sign up for. Get those headlines in the mail so that you can see what is happening here in the biggest little city. And now, this week's guest on Renoites, Michael Tragash. Michael Tragash, welcome to Renoites. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You are the community manager for Reno, for Yelp Reno. And I want to start, We want. I want to talk to you about Yelp and stuff. But first, I just kind of want to talk about what community manager is. Like, what is community in the sense of both your job and also how you see community in Reno? So can is that not a good place to start? You made a face. No, I mean, that's a great place to start. It's just like a very broad question because I think one of the things that makes Reno as a community, and I would say like Northern Nevada as a whole special, is the fact that we have a community. I mean, we've experienced super uh, huge growth over the last five to 10 years. And just seeing how the community itself, the people that live here, the businesses that operate, the leaders have kind of held on to this idea that we are living up to our name of the biggest little city in the world. And, you know, you're six degrees or like, I mean, probably two degrees from anybody else that you might want to possibly meet is just the coolest thing. And that everyone has this mentality of 
we're better together. Um, that's what I've experienced in my time here. You know, once you kind of crack into the center of what this city is all about, you find that heart, that beating heart of community and tie into it. And then as long as you give into the community, gives back and in amazing ways. This is coming from somebody who is an outsider or was an outsider probably close to 12 years ago and didn't have a clue as to what this city was really all about. And in those 12 years since 2008, I've learned a lot and I met a lot of people. And that is the one thing that when people ask me, what is so special about this city that you live in? I mean, it's just this tiny little place out West, right? I'm like, yeah, it is. But if you start to meet the people and you start to see what we're all about, you realize that this is a place that makes things happen, that embraces everybody who embraces it. And as a whole, we are the community and we are what make Reno special. How do you see community as far as different kind of pockets of people connected to each other? So through Yelp, you do a lot of work with small businesses, right? And I think that is a way that people do connect with each other in a city the size of Reno is we do have a lot of small local businesses. And that is where a lot of people know each other from is like the owner of like the small restaurants that are in your neighborhood, those kind of things. And I imagine that through Yelp, you have a lot of ability to interact with people who have their own kind of pockets of mini community. Can you talk a little bit about how the business side of that, of working with small businesses is part of understanding community in Reno? Because I mean, we're a, a region of almost half a million people now. So I wonder how your experience of working kind of in the the small business world has shaped your understanding of what the Reno community is. That's got to be a big contributor to your sense of the connectedness here, right? Community is a word that's thrown around a lot. Everybody wants to be community-minded, community-driven, and, and kind of feel like they are part of the greater whole that's here. And Reno is a place that's very possible on very on a lot of levels. You just kind of have to find where you want to plug in. But I think to start to understand what community really is to us and what makes us extra unique is that you kind of have to start to understand what the community is made up of. And to your point, the community is made up of citizens, consumers, our government. And of course, we also have our local business owners who are what are driving our economy forward and are putting everything out there for us to experience the services we need and everything like that. But within that, there's even more layers. And when you start to peel it back, the donkey from Shrek said it best, an onion has layers. Um, not all, some of them are sweet and some of them are, are great. Not all of them are perfect. And some of them are a little dirty and gritty. And, and that's just part of kind of that analogy. And we have all of that. But within all of that, we have a lot of diverse pockets and diverse people who are sharing both culture and their sense of community with us and kind of offering that to the bigger picture. And I think when you look at what every piece of that puzzle brings to that bigger picture, you start to see that just below the surface where we all look the same because we all live in Reno and we all work and play and sleep and eat here, there's so much more right beneath it. And for me, the best parts of this job in terms of the community is that I'm able to discover the community every day through the eyes of the regular everyday citizens that live here. Sitting on Yelp and looking on other social channels and seeing what people are excited about and talking about who they're talking about, what they're talking about, really gives me great insight into where our community is headed. And the future is really bright. I mean, I can tell you going back to that start in 2008 when I moved here, this was pretty much a barren land with 
little bits and pieces of glimmers of hope that culture would begin to populate here. And in my work with Yelp and the community at large, I've been able to meet business owners with very diverse backgrounds from places all around the world who somehow landed in Reno and who are putting themselves out there day in and day out, putting their savings on the line and working hard to live their dream and share their dream and their passion with us as the people that live here. And so for me, it's been discovering those pockets of culture that have really made me see our city through another light. I mean, we have a vibrant Thai community. We have a beautiful Filipino community. We have a Latinx community comprised of lots of different nations from Central and South America. And you have to know a little bit about what you're looking for. But when you go beneath the surface, you start to see like, wow, there's a Guatemalan community here. There's a Salvadorian community here. There's a Mexican community here. There's a Mexican community here from a variety of different states within the country of Mexico. There's people from the northern part of Thailand, the central part of Thailand. There's a Chinese community, a Japanese community. Like Reno has very deep roots with the Japanese community too. It's so interesting when you look back. I mean, Reno even had a Chinatown. These are amazing pieces of our history that we're starting to see more and more come to the surface in our conversations about community and things that we want to bring back. And that's what gives me so much hope for our future is just seeing everybody's interest in everything that they're doing. That's what gives me so much hope and positive outlook for the future is that I have seen the community, both business owners and citizens and leaders embrace this diversity and make it part of what we want to see more of in the future and start asking the questions that are going to lead to a lot more interesting events and cultural happenings and opportunities to explore the unique history of our city and the people that call it home today. So I'm really excited about the makeup of our community and discovering that over the last eight years has just been mind blowing. And the business, seeing the business owners embrace the opportunity to share even more diversity and dig deeper into authenticity and their true selves has really been a beautiful thing over the years because starting 10 years ago, we wouldn't see that. We wouldn't see real representations. We would, they'd be very pocketed and kind of off on the side. But now you see the mainstream of our citizenship kind of adopting to this. And I, I just love it. It gives me really, makes me really happy every day. Mm -hmm. I always associate Yelp with restaurants. It's like the main thing that I look at when I'm looking uh, at Yelp. I'm always thinking, oh, I'm going to look at restaurant reviews, things like that. Uh, that does tie in a lot with this diversity and multiculturalism in Reno. But you also mentioned things like events and, and things outside of just restaurants. I don't want to reduce like every culture down to the type of food that they at make and the restaurant that you go to. So can you talk a little bit about just what you've seen outside of just the restaurants or how the, I mean, maybe how the restaurants are an entry point to understanding these communities, but then what you've learned beyond that? People think of food when they think of Yelp and restaurants when they think of Yelp pretty naturally because eating is the thing we do most every day. We eat three meals a day and we're always planning our day around our meals. And so it's easy to think like, oh, I'm going to go there as that. But Yelp's evolved in a lot of ways over the years, and now we actually have a very strong service focus. But through all this time, we've actually, shopping has been like one of the top search categories on Yelp for all these years. So it's really, it's just, that's just a fun fact there. But food is the easiest way to encounter culture and kind of contact it directly. So when we think about food and restaurants and what that means to bringing diversity uh, to the forefront in our community from the point of origination of people, where they're from, it's an easy point to start at. 
So there's no way to escape that. But what we've seen is we've seen lots of restaurants go from serving the dishes that are ubiquitous in our country to starting to offer more and more. When I started with Yelp in 2013 or so, I think in 2014, I did a series of events that ran for almost two years called Yelp's International Supper Club, where I would go to a business and I would challenge them to present a little bit more, something different, something off menu and something unique for one night only so that the community could see it. And we were filling restaurants for one or two seatings for two years running because the community had already been hungry for it. And I knew that it was just a matter of getting that group of people together consistently so that the business owners could see that this was exactly what the community had been missing. And Restaurants like Jasmine in South Reno and Chef Quok, who was a former, who was Quok's Bistro in downtown, who was, he was part of that restaurant originally, that's his family. They would host these elaborate, you know, Lunar New Year and Moon Festival dinners and things like that and fill their restaurant for a fixed menu of authentic Cantonese dishes repeatedly. But it was only happening once or twice a year. And then you'd have the university doing events like Night of All Nations, which was an amazing display of all of the nations that are represented within the student body at the university and an opportunity for the community to come and experience food and culture and dance and dress and everything else associated with it. And so I feel really fortunate because working for Yelp, I'm able to look at hundreds of other communities around the country and see what they're doing, what they're highlighting, and the trends almost as they move back and forth across the country. That like outlook pointed me towards things that I knew were here in my community that if I could bubble it up to the surface, I would see us all latch onto it and be like, wow, that is so cool. Or if I could learn about the regions of a country and point to different restaurants in town that were from different geographic segments of the same country and had very different offerings, I might just spark the idea in people's heads that like Thai food is not just Thai food. There's a lot to that. And that led me to create longstanding relationships with these owners that taught me a lot about their culture and their home countries, why they're here in the community and what it is that they hope to bring. And those conversations led me to other bastions of culture and events and opportunities and experiences that I could not help but want to share. I think one of the best kept secrets in town is that there is a Thai Buddhist temple in Sparks. I know it's not Reno, but in Sparks. And every Sunday they have a cultural gathering. And throughout the year, they host the Songkran Festival and they host the Thai River Festival. And all these things are open to the community, but we don't do the best job of advertising things. And it's, of course, for the temple community, but it's open to everybody. And let me tell you, if you go there, you're going to not only experience some insane food from your favorite restaurants, because a lot of the ownerships are members of this temple, but you're going to see cultural performances. You're going to see Thai fashion. You're going to see lots of different things that you would never experience otherwise. We have like in the Wingfield Park, we have the Basque Festival that occurs. We have a bunch of other things that are pointing to the cultures of Northern Nevada, but we're not just Northern Nevada historically anymore. We are who we are today. And these are experiences that are out there for everyone to have if you just kind of scratch beneath the surface. So so then from the Yelp side, like how do I make this visible to the community? Or when I decide I want to make something visible to the community, what happens? Like, well, this is not about Yelp. This is not about Michael. This is about these business owners and their stories. My job as the Yelp community director is to connect people to great local businesses. Yelp is a great backdrop for that because it's a collection of community voices who are sharing their love with local businesses on the regular solely for the purpose of other people 
to discover these businesses and businesses to know kind of what's happening on a day-to-day and, and stay on top of their game. And so once I discover these things, I, I can't help but want to share this with our community at large. And the reality is that there are a lot of ways to do that. But for businesses and business owners, the challenge is always get the people through the door. And so how do we get people to not only learn the stories, but also go out and get there and experience it? And so that's where the partnership comes in. My skill set is in telling those stories and creating other partnerships that synergize our businesses and bring attention to places that may otherwise kind of sit by the sidelines with their loyal clientele who have discovered them organically. But this kind of forces them out into the community in a new way with new visibility that and a new point of entry, which is the story. My job with Yelp is to connect people to great local businesses. I'll probably say that a few times throughout this, but how I do that is a huge toolkit of things. And that toolkit includes a lot of people and a lot of partners that I've had to cultivate and develop over the years. At the core of it, it's about creating that connection. And we create that connection by sharing those stories behind the storefronts and showing you and introducing you to the faces behind all of these places so that as you drive around our community, you no longer see signs and logos. You see the people who live here, just like you, that are making it their home and adding something to it that you can appreciate and enjoy too. And that spans everything from, like I said, professional services um, like plumbers and handymen and accountants to our local restaurants, which of course have been devastatingly affected by so much over the last couple of years and have needed so much of our support, restaurants and bars. And so it's just, it's really an honor to be able to do that. And, And I can't do it without the partnerships that I've created and the relationships that I've built over the years. And It all starts with a conversation and actually a simple question on my end. I don't sit down and ask people what they would like to give away to introduce um, their business to somebody or what discount they want to do. I sit down and I say, how did this business come to be? And that question opens that veritable Pandora's box of really cool things and not so cool things all at once. And you take all of that in. It's like, and where are you headed? And you get the future outlook of what a business is all about and where they want to go and what they want to do for the community. And then I ask the last question, how can I help? It's that question that launches the partnership. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to ask anybody for anything. I'm here to offer as much as I can in terms of value so that I demonstrate that this is a two-way street, that there is a lot here to be learned from each other and a lot here to be gained from each other. And a partnership is not a balancing act. It's a seesaw. And my goal is to always keep uh, keep giving and giving so the seesaw is crazy out of balance because business owners are working their butts off every day in their business. And it's really hard to work on their business. So if I can do a little bit of of assistant in that area and help them work on their business from the marketing context and the community visibility standpoint, then I feel super accomplished and it's created really longstanding friendships and relationships that I'll have forever. That's awesome. I think that one of the things I associate with Yelp, obviously it's customer feedback, but you as the community director are interfacing directly with these businesses. So it seems like there's kind of two things that they're getting out of the whole Yelp world is there's the uh, customer facing, the feedback part, the public 
acknowledgement of the things that they're doing well. But then also you said not specifically just marketing, but that is part of what you're doing is actually helping these businesses connect with those customers that are likely to be reviewing them and saying good things and spreading the word about them. Right. So I think in both of those relationships that trust is kind of a big factor. So when you look at the reviews, you want to trust that those people are giving good feedback that's valuable, that they can be trusted. And I'm sure these businesses trust that you have their best interests in mind as far as growing their business and introducing them to more people. How does that, I guess, on the customer facing side, on the review facing side, how do you make sure that the feedback is trustworthy? Like when I look at Yelp, how do I know that I'm getting good information, that this is what this business wants me to know about them? Is there sometimes a disconnect there between what the business wants people to understand about them and what comes through the Yelp customer side? And kind of how do you reconcile those things? Or what does that look like generally? It's a good question. And personally, I start by remembering the fact that perception is our reality. However we perceive the world that we live in, that's the reality we live in. If we think the sky is green every day and someone else says, no, it's blue, well, the sky is still green to me no matter what you say unless you change my mind. So my experience at a business is my experience at a business. So every individual review is someone's reported experience at a business. It's up to us as consumers to evaluate what we're reading and make decisions based on what we see there and then do what we're going to do, of course, based on that decision that we made. The best example I love to give is like there's a lot of service contractors who have never paid attention to their online reputation. So you might go there to their Yelp page and you might see a two-star rating or less and a bunch of reviews that are not great. And the reality is that like because that business owner has never expressed to consumers that they value the feedback, that they're not getting the feedback on in terms of those reviews. And that's not soliciting reviews. That's simply saying like, yo, this helps. You can help us if you want. You say that enough times and the law of averages kicks in and all of a sudden you start getting more reviews. It's not rocket science. But at the same time, as a consumer, if I'm looking at a field of businesses and industry that's notoriously not good at having that conversation with customers, that's not their strong suit, I'm still going to look at reviews that are two and one star and I'm going to see what's up with contractor A, B, and C, and I'm going to make a decision based on what I read there. And if I see a bunch of recent reviews that talk about uh, late, messy, dirty, doesn't care for my house, never call me back, am I going to call that contractor? No. If I see did shoddy work, my house is falling apart over and over again, I'm not going to call that contractor either. But if I see something like, well, we liked the work, but it was, but the guy was late every day or she came, but she didn't do the job quite to my standard, but you no, know, I kept them on for this long. I'm not as critical about those words as I am about messy, dirty, my house is falling apart, et cetera. So mm-hmm. even negative reviews do inform a lot about what's going on. Now, of course, you want to hear from your glowing clients. And, and what I'm suggesting is that has to be a conversation that's there. Mm-hmm. But back to the trustworthy nature of it, we have a lot of fail safes on Yelp that keep that on the up and up. That's just very clear. We have uh, a recommendation software, which is something that is so confusing to a lot of people. But it's the same idea as why a search engine does not show you the result that you think is number one when you search for something. That's your opinion. And this recommendation software is looking at the community members on Yelp. And more than just evaluating how often they write, they're looking at 
who they are and try it's not they it's software it's an algorithm is looking at who they are and as a community member and what they contribute and trying to deduce teams almost their intention in writing these reviews and so it's also there to remove things like inherent bias it's there to both positive and negative it's there to keep yelp trustworthy as an initial kind of guard now it gets criticized a lot because the recommendation software picks up real customers and it does keep those reviews from being seen. It does not discriminate business by business. It is not tied to any advertising status. There's nothing there behind it other than a series of signals that the user profile and the content they're sharing and where they're sharing it from is being considered that are being considered when they make these decisions. But it's smart. I mean, I've seen everything from LASIK doctors' offices with not recommended reviews from known media personalities. And that to me is the trigger that like, hey, this thing actually works. These, we know that in that business, you buy endorsements. And so, but an endorsement on the radio is different than I wrote you a review. And this is here for everyone to see because, and maybe you did enjoy your experience, but the fact that you didn't pay for it means that you're already inherently biased towards a positive experience. And of course, that doctor went out of their way to give you a great experience. I've also seen new Yelpers who just decided like, wow, this was the best experience I've ever had. I've got to share it. Then they do. And they're like, why did my review not get recommended? Well, do you have any connections within the community? Do you have friends on Yelp? Did you have a profile picture? Do you have a real name? Did you create your account yesterday at the restaurant and write the review? I mean, it's software. It's not a human being like, let me interview you and find out. It's just looking for what you provided. And so in that context, I always say like, how can a piece of software know whether or not the server or person at the business was standing there right next to person A and said, hey, listen, if you go ahead and set up that Yelp account, I got you. Don't worry. Or were they really like, we appreciate feedback and that customer whipped out their phone sat there and was like, I've got to write this review right now before I forget. It's software. It doesn't know. So real things happen. But over time, the software is following and looking at everything on a daily basis. And it is making those decisions. Did something change about this person? Should I recommend them today? Whereas I didn't yesterday. And so that's like fail safe number one. I think fail safe number two is the fact that Yelp has a community within it and behind it. And that community is made up of people who are actively sharing those experiences and photos for the benefit of others who are going to read them and the businesses that will receive them. And so the community is our second line of defense in terms of trustworthiness because the community actively looks at Yelp and reads reviews and analyzes it, as, or not analyzes it, reviews it as a social platform engages with each other, sending compliments back and forth, little messages. Or you can also direct message. You can like reviews. You can vote on reviews or like photos and vote on reviews as useful, funny, or cool. And all of those are ways of signaling to the internal algorithms, like what should I recommend with it from within the community? And so when you go to a Yelp page, what you in fact see is something called Yelp sort. And that is the default of those reviews that are shared by the community based on the trustworthiness of the user as deemed by the site and the algorithms that determine that stuff. You don't see it in chronological order. You don't see angry customer yesterday who was like, this place is terrible. Don't come in here. You see a listing of reviews, typically from members of our Yelp Elite Squad, which I'll describe what the Yelp Elite Squad is in a minute here. But um, 
typically from those members of the Elf Elite Squad because they are the most trustworthy and most intrinsically motivated people within Yelp. After you've exhausted your close connections and these elite reviews in that Yelp sort, you start to see a selection of reviews from other Yelpers that measure out to the average of the business. So if your business has four to five stars on Yelp, the next reviews that you see are going to be four and five stars with the occasional three, maybe a one outlier. And and that's how Yelp makes sure that you're not encountering angry customer from yesterday first, and you're focused on like, what is really happening at this business? And of course, you can see the date that it's written. So you kind of know, like, was this recent? Was this 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. But that as a consumer, we are talking about critically evaluating what you're reading. So that's what you're doing in that point, you're taking this uh, collective in, and you're making a decision based on what you're reading. But what the community also does is the community as they're looking at these reviews for their favorite businesses for just recently written reviews and things like that on the social level is they are reporting and flagging content that they think is inappropriate as well. Hmm. And business owners are part of the community too. So business owners can flag and report reviews and so can community members. And so just because you decided you have a vendetta against business A doesn't mean someone's not going to see the review written by you and go ahead and flag it. The other things that the algorithm, the recommendation software can do is it knows, like, was that written by an employee? It could tell things. Like, the internet's an oddly connected and creepy place when you really <laughs> think about it. And whether you know it or not, those connections are visible to sites like Yelp and Facebook, especially. I mean, when you think about how interconnected everything on Facebook is and social shopping sites and all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah. So if you think that it doesn't know that you are employee ABC and you are standing in the business you work for writing a negative review for the business next door, you're out of your mind. Like it could see all of that mm -hmm. IP addresses. I mean, come on, it shouldn't be that hard to figure out how this is working. And it's not that we're gaming the system at all because no one is able to game the system is this recommendation software is the one thing that Yelp has over and above all these other competitors. And it is what keeps that review site true, trustworthy, reliable, and relevant, despite the criticisms it receives. The community is that second line of defense. And again, the community is made up of those two parts. We've got the people, uh, the consumers, and we've also got the business owners who are tr keeping their own Yelp pages clean. And it's in their interest to do that. And all of that contributes to making sure that what you're reading on Yelp is relevant, reliable, and trustworthy. And I mentioned the Yelp Elite Squad because those reviews do pop up right at the top of any uh, page that you're looking at. You can also search by elites. You can sort reviews by elites. And they're a special group of people. In every community around the country, there are members of the Yelp Elite Squad. The Yelp Elite Squad are the passionate beating heart of the Yelp community. These are the strongest advocates for local businesses that you can find anywhere. And they go out of their way, not only to share their experiences authentically and truly on Yelp, but they go to bat over and over again across social platforms to cheer on, root for, and defend their favorite local businesses throughout the community. They're the ones that retain the stories that we're telling, that share them with other people, that amplify the word of mouth factor to the 10th degree and make a true difference in our community. They're the first ones in and out of new businesses. They're sharing it with other people. They're engaging with them again on their social platforms to make sure other people are seeing them. And they are the ones that will be by these business owners' sides to the end, and hopefully not to the end, hopefully as they continue on into the future. And their feedback 
is legitimate and real, and it is stuff that people can take action on. But business owners, they have to focus on how they incorporate the feedback they receive and what's valuable and what's not. But from the Yelp Elite Squad standpoint, this group of people, wherever you encounter them, wherever you read their reviews, they are the most positive and the most complete, uh, well-rounded, well-written reviews that you're going to find anywhere on the site and across any platform. I mean, you can't go on Yelp and just say five stars and walk away. You have to tell people what your experience was. Unlike other platforms, we can just put a star rating out there like, what? wow, was it great? That's not helping anybody. Mm. So the ultimate test of trustworthiness, though, real quickly on, to finish that thought, is that, and I've done this over and over again, this is a litmus test. If you go around our community and ask people for their list of top five anything, the chances are when you hit Yelp, that category, and you search it, those businesses should be in the top five to eight and showing you positive ratings between three and a half to five stars. So if you think that any one of those is is a little bit off, just go ahead and pull the community and you're going to find if it's well-loved on Yelp, it's well-loved by the community and that is already out there in the ether. And all we do by sharing those reviews on Yelp is help other people find it and discover it quicker. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious about the Yelp Elite community thing because we've talked a little bit about community in general, like the business community, and you did really highlight that they are a huge part of giving that feedback and kind of sharing those stories. And I wonder how you foster that sense of community among the Yelp Elite people. Like, how do you draw people into being a regular reviewer, a Yelp Elite Squad person? Do they see each other? Like, I know that you do some events sometimes. So do these people sometimes know each other? Like, what is there socially around being like a Yelp elite? Like what is the the draw? Obviously they want to share their experiences, but is there kind of a community around even just being like a Yelp elite squad person in town? And what does that look and feel like for the people who are doing it? That's an awesome question. So I'm going to break it down because there's a lot of questions within it. So the first thing that you asked me was like, how do you foster that sense of community amongst an online group of people and bring them together and make them realize they're part of something bigger? Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and how does that encourage them to keep writing? So that's totally. a great question. Fostering the community comes, goes back to what we were talking about, which is understanding the layers and even the segments that are made that our community is made up of. We all are at the base. We all live in Reno in the Yelp community. We all write reviews and we engage on Yelp and we share photos. And from there it's like, so, okay, after we've got the foundation, what else is the community made up of? Well, we have different interests. We live in different parts of the city. We explore different types of businesses. We are all at different stages in our lives. So when you start to look at the makeup of the community, psychographically, demographically, and, and understand who the people are, you can find ways to connect them to each other. And so, I mean, I know you're a craft beer fan. So like I could introduce you to 50 other craft beer fans that are part of the Yelp community. And if I did that, you'd be like, whoa, all those people are on Yelp and they go to beer bars and breweries and tap rooms and bottle shops like regularly by themselves, like or self-organized. How cool is that? I mean, I know lots of Facebook groups and the Facebook groups do not organize themselves and go do things and actually go out into the community on a regular basis. But we do every month, multiple times a month, in fact, both things that I organize and things that they organize by themselves. So connecting people on common interests and 
uniting them around community efforts like volunteerism and civic pride and, of course, highlighting diversity and culture. These are all ways that I create opportunities for them to come together and connect with each other and reasons why they want to know the other person. I think back to like the days of college and rushing fraternities and things like that and whatever. And the big thing was like, how quickly can you connect this person to four other people that are standing around you on the lawn based on what they tell you? So how quickly can I learn about somebody so that I know who I should pass them off to and connect them to so that they feel that they have an anchor already here? And there's lots of people for that. And in the beginning of my days organizing communities, we had a lot of these unofficial Yelp events, which were spearheaded by members of the elite squad based on their interests. Uh, There's a gentleman named Paul Schwegler. He lives in, he'd become a close friend. And so that's why I know his last name. Uh, But he lives in Arizona now, but he spent, I mean, I've known him in my, for my eight years that I've done this job. And he was already writing reviews and was kind of looking to join the elite squad And I learned that he's a huge craft beer buff. And so he organized the unofficial Yelp event, Paul S.'s Beer Club, where every month they visited a different brewery until they exhausted every brewery in town that had been built, then started going to tap rooms, and then started going to bottle shops, and so on and so forth. And it was four years running that he did this every month without fail, totally self-organized to get 30 to 40 people together, sometimes 50 people. I mean, he had a private tasting one time in the over at the Baldini's Brewery, like in the back room. They set up like a table for happy hour, but then toured them around the brewery. And again, this is all self-organized from a sense of, of passion just to meet the businesses and bring people in the doors. As the community director with the Yelp Elite Squad, my job is to create experiences that are only available to the Yelp Elite Squad. So through the relationships that I have with local businesses, we craft experiences that they can only enjoy that really deepens that connection to that business. I think everyone wants to walk in the door and feel like they know somebody. And so, like I said, we want, I want people to know the faces behind the places so that they feel like they have friends and not, they're not just businesses they're going into. And so that could be in the form of a notable and friendly bartender. And we've built up the bartender community here and are connecting them to Yelpers and have plenty of Yelpers who travel around the community to visit their favorite bartenders as they move about. Annalisa Suarez over at 10 Tour. And we've got we've got Lily, who has been bouncing around from place to place, most recently Washoe Public House. I mean, these are now friends of the Yelp community, Trevor Lepic and at uh, Picnic. I mean, lots of notable faces that have been become friends of the Yelp community over the years because they've peeled back the layers and shared that share transparently, like what the business is all about, why it's there and how the community feeds into the future of it. You, they get a different sense of appreciation. It's everything you want out of marketing. It's not from the business standpoint. It's not about just getting someone to try my cocktail or my burger. It's about getting them to come there and meet me and hear what this is and why this burger is here so that when they leave, they could say, not only was that a damn good burger, but did you know the owner came from this place and moved here and set up the shop and blah, 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 or a retail shop with a fashion focus? Like it really doesn't matter what the business is. It's the why. And at the core of it, like you said, they're all writing reviews. It starts there. They're doing it because they understand the benefit to our community. They're not doing it because of those events. In fact, most people I encounter on Yelp have not really even heard of the Elite Squad, let alone an elite event or an elite experience. But when they learn about it, it's like, of course, there's an incentive to keep sharing your experiences. But 
only authentic experiences, real paid experiences. So when we do these events for the elites, they are complimentary. They're hosted by the business with support from Yelp. We do not largely hosted by the business. We have some support budget and things like that kind of goes into it. But what you're really getting is you're getting this community of people to come and meet you, learn about you, and you're getting it they're being introduced to you through me, through this channel, a uh, trusted channel with your story at the forefront of what's going on. And the proof is in the pudding because when we do these events and share these stories and take the time to articulate them on social media, through email marketing, in direct messages back and forth between me and the community members at the event, in a post-event email you can't help but internalize it. I mean, I think about traditional media because my background is marketing and advertising. Like this is a world I came from and in radio advertising, which of course is a different beast today, but you're still shooting for something called frequency. You're looking for someone to hear your message over and over again so that they will remember it and retain it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's face it. We don't really retain commercials that don't run in heavy frequency. So if it's a business you passed because in your travels in a different part of town and you were like, I'm never going to be back there. Like, when am I going to get here? I want to go. You don't just go. It's not in your bubble of your geographic bubble. So it's going to take a while for you to get out there. For elites, they've had this experience where I just described about six or seven times they received the story and the why behind a business to the point of after that complimentary experience that they had at that business, when they write a review about that event that they went to, you see it. They are telling you the story of the business owner because they remembered it all. It is, And it is no accident that they remembered it all. Again, they've been told it seven times and coming, both hearing it from trusted channels and the business owner themselves, like viscerally experiencing their appreciation for the positive feedback in the moment and just the, the graciousness of for being there and making the trip to come and meet them. That, that is something that you can't create in any other way than in person. And that's why we do these elite events. And that's why we do the large marketing promotions where we've, we partner with lots of businesses at once, or even the city at large, like we did last year for, and we will continue this year with Reno flavor with the city of Reno partnership that we, that I created with them. And it's really exciting to do a video project where we're highlighting local businesses in unique ways and sharing those stories in vibrant video fashion. So people can share them and and internalize them. It's just, it's amazing to see all of the ways that we're able to do this, but at the core of it all for me, is my community. And at the core of that community is the elite squad, this motivatable group of people who are, again, motivated by the ability to learn about what's here in our community and share those stories with other people. It's a special group of people that, I mean, lots of people can join it. You just go to yelp.com slash elite. You can nominate yourself. If you're not ready, the elite council, which is the group that decides on who gets to join the elite squad, will make a decision. And they might just say like, not right now. And at that point, I'll get a little note like, hey, Connor wants to join the elite squad. All right, cool. Let me talk to Connor. And after eight years of doing it and 10 years of being on the elite squad, I'm pretty sure I know what they look for. So I could kind of point you towards things that might work. But again, it has to start with your own desire and your own desire to share your experiences for the benefit of others and others being business owners and consumers all alike. That's fun. It sounds like uh, an exclusive club. You have to apply and be approved and stuff, which I think is kind of, it's good probably that there is that level of scrutiny around if these are going to be considered trusted people who are sharing really valuable information about these local businesses, it probably does make sense that there's some level of scrutiny 
right? To avoid the, there are people who may not have the best intentions in some of their reviews. Like you mentioned, there are people who are just trying to trash a business for their own benefit, those kind of things. So I think it sounds good that there's some level of ensuring that these are trustworthy people. One of the things that I really appreciate about Yelp in general, it's almost always around local business. And everything we've been talking about in this entire conversation is very local focused. There is virtually no kind of review presence for chain businesses that I notice or that I look at or that I value in any kind of way. Can you talk a little bit about why you think that the the feed you've used the word feedback economy, which I kind of want to ask you about too, of why like this world of feedback and this world of reviews has been so focused on local businesses and kind of ignores the entire world of chains. And I love that because I, I love our local businesses in Reno. Can you just talk a little bit about how the local business and the smaller business matches up with this feedback economy and the world of Yelp outside of the the chains? Like, why is it the local businesses are such the focus? And how do those things tie in together? Another great question. I think I'll start with the name of the company and the app. It's called Yelp. Do you know why? I don't. So I'm not sure if it's still the case, but it used to be like if you pulled up Yelp in a browser and you got the like extended description of what Yelp was, it would say, find a dentist, da, 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 restaurant, shop, whatever. Dentist was the first one. And I think like it took me a while to realize that was even there. And the thing, fact is that the CEO of Yelp, Jeremy Stoppelman, when he came up with the idea for this, he had just moved to the Bay Area, was working for a tech company, and he needed a dentist. And there was no online way to find a dentist. And of course, like what do we associate with the dentist? This loud, blurting sound, <laughs> Yelp. And so you know, he's like, well, I, just, I just need to find a dentist. And that didn't exist. So he created it. And so here we are. And so the it wasn't created to find chain restaurants. It was created to find local resources and in your community. And <clears throat> so starting from launching from that standpoint, it only made sense that how can we discover the great neighborhood spot around the corner or my local retailer for X, Y, and Z or the best plumber in the neighborhood, it only expanded from there and remained focused on local businesses. Because let's face it, we all know what experience we're going to have when we go to a chain. We know what's going to happen. It's going to be consistent. It should be at least. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it's not on this franchise model, they're coming after the franchisee. And if it's a corporate store, they're giving that store an overhaul. So it's definitely focused on local businesses uh, and has been from the outset. And we all know how to find the the newest chain restaurant to land in our community. They've got healthy ad budgets, cost, whether even if it's a franchise, it takes a lot to get into these things. And so they're not without resources. Our smaller local businesses start from a different place. Maybe they don't have a full deck of cards when they open their doors because this is what they were able to do. And it's about embracing each of them for what they add, um, not criticizing them for what they don't have, but pointing out what the, what's missing or what we'd like to see so that we can encourage that business to head in that direction. You know, if you walk into a business and don't try to talk to anybody while you're there, you, you've done nothing but hand them money. You haven't become part of their community. You haven't learned about their story. And you're certainly not going to walk out and be their advocate in the community and encourage other people to go there because all you did was find what you needed. But a business owners that go above and beyond to bring their customers into the fold and share more of themselves with their customers, 
that's what builds the community within their four walls and encourages you to head back out into our community at large and be their advocate. The Yelp community and my role as community director, I'm able to begin the process of fostering that community and kind of point out things to business owners that would help them grow that community themselves. I'm not there to tell them how many people they need on staff or you know how they should do X, Y, and Z. But when I'm sitting there with a business owner, you better believe that I'm looking around that business and I'm watching and I'm like, I am certainly not going to take you away from an opportunity to provide service while I'm sitting here talking. So if your phone is ringing off the hook, I'm going to stop our meeting and insist that you pick up the phone or I'm going to insist that you address that guest that walked through the door because that's important. Yeah, my time's important too, but I'm not going to affect their livelihoods and I'm not going to expect them to give up so much that they feel like they're not getting anything out of the experience either. I, I think those reminders in that moment is like, well, why is he looking at that? Maybe I should have caught, maybe I should have caught that. Or like if I see a table sitting dirty behind me because a staff member's missing, I'll be like, but well, that table back there has been, been dirty for like 15 minutes while we're sitting here. I know that there's other people in the building. Can we, should we do something about it? And the business will be like, yeah, let me be right back. I, it's second nature to me. I mean, before this job, I wore, I managed a small restaurant in downtown Reno. Like, I know what it's like to be in the inside the business every day and seeing things that just walk past you. And even losing sight of the bigger picture yourself because you're so mired down in day-to-day tasks. It's hard to run a local business. And part of my mission with the Yelp community and specifically the Yelp Elite Squad has been to create a community that understands not only what it takes to run the forward-facing part of the business, but also what's happening on the backside where you're never going to see that. The struggles of these business owners and these, these operators creating empathy for the situation that they find themselves in, understanding the role that that you're able to play in their success. And that is what keeps driving back to that intrinsic motivation to share these experiences. It's when they understand the day-to-day struggle of a local business owner, they understand the value of the words that they're putting out there into the ether. Mm. That one glimmer of positivity in that day could change the trajectory of that week, month, year for that business owner. And I've seen it happen over and over again. I just talked with a new business owner yesterday where Enchanted Cat Cafe in South Reno, and uh, they just opened And Haley Meadows and Devin Sizemore, two community friends of mine, opened this thing in record time and to great response. And when I reached out saying, hey, I think it's time for me to engage the cat-loving part of the Yelp Elite Squad uh, to come down and check out your spot, she says, I didn't and won't and don't want to look at the reviews. I'm scared. And I'm like, Haley, if there's anything I know about you and Devin is that you figured the service model out. You know how to make guests feel welcome and you're doing everything you can to do that on a daily basis. I don't think you should be scared. I said, everything I've seen has been positive. And the message came back with, Phew. all right, things are looking good. Like, let's, I'm glad I did that. Rip the bandit off. Let's keep talking. And it's just like, it's that thing where you're like, I know it's kind of scary to receive feedback, but if feedback is used to make important change, And it's great. I mean, I mentioned a second ago, and I know you wanted me to talk about the feedback economy, so I'm going to get into that here, Sue. A second ago, I mentioned this restaurant that I managed, right? I managed a restaurant in West Street Market, downtown Reno, called Z-Pie. It was a restaurant that was part of what is today the Eddie House. It was still called the Eddie House then. But essentially, this restaurant was an exercise in a work experience program for 
the population that the Eddie House helps, which are children or youth who are aging out of the foster care system between 17 and 18, and who at that point have to become independent. And yeah, they receive some funding, but they really haven't necessarily had the life experience, know how to manage everything that's about to land on their shoulders. And so the Eddie House was was this transitional program. It's changed a lot from that timeline into a very incredible community organization that is providing essential services to our homeless youth, which was always something at Lynette Eddie's heart. But she hired me on as the general manager of the restaurant, but I never saw it as managing a restaurant. I saw it as running this work experience program. And if I could train this group of people to be reliable employees and I could pass them off to other successful operators in the community and I could make sure that we had a good pool, strong people to work in our industry. And it worked for a couple of kids. The ones that wanted to take the challenge did really well. But but being there day in and day out, dealing with feedback and stuff, my first week on this job, maybe it was within the first month, I don't know, I might be exaggerating week, but uh, I got a call from Lynette because she actually let me go. She let me go and said, I can't afford to keep you on. These other people need the hourly work more than you. So I was a little bitter, but I was like, okay, thanks. I'll do all their jobs if you want, and I won't ask for more money, but I just want to keep my job. But it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because a month later, I applied for this job and got it after a couple months worth of interviews. So anyways, in the first month of starting this gig, she called me and she's like, Michael, we got a one-star review. Can you, what do we do about it? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me look at it. And I gave it a quick read and I took a look at what was there. And she's like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I was like, well, I do. She's like, how could you know you weren't there? I'm like, well, I put your systems in place. I ran the restaurant for almost a year. Like, I know what my employees were expected to do, where they were expected to be, and how this was supposed to run with the crew that you had there. So I'm going to give you one or two questions, and I'm going to tell you to ask them, and this is what they're going to tell you. And I just want to know if I'm right. And so she's like, I don't know how. She called me, but I don't know how you did that. How did you know exactly what happened? I'm like, the systems are there to work, to make this thing work. When one cog is out of alignment, the whole thing collapses and this happens. We didn't leave ourselves a lot of room for error in our systems. That was intentional because we wanted to run on a very lean labor um, percentage. And so it was two people running the restaurant. If one was out of sync, something was going to go wrong. But they'd been doing this for months and months successfully. So inevitably something's going to fail. But she had one conversation. They got the answers I told her she was going to get and bing, bang, boom, let's not have that happen again. And they kind of stayed on it. And the feedback economy that we talked about before, I mean, without that review, we wouldn't have ever known that anything was wrong. Hmm. All you would know is that a guest left, told you they were happy, but they weren't. And you'd never know why or who else they told about it. In that moment, by receiving that feedback, Not only was I able to tell her what went wrong and diagnose the problem and fix it, but we were able to reach back. They were able to reach back out to that guest, explain what happened and hopefully change their opinion of the business and show that like they do care about their customer experience and their service. And let me tell you, that's what people care about more than anything. You could serve mediocre food and give people a fantastic experience at a restaurant and they'll come back. 
you can, like I was saying before, I could walk into a shop and be ignored the entire time I'm there, buy what I want and then leave and feel like an alien and never want to come back. But I found what I needed and the price was right, Mm -hmm. but I'm never coming back because that experience didn't make me feel good. And so when someone says, where should I go buy X? Then you say, oh, well, they have it here, but that's your last resort. So you might want to go here or here. All of those kind of conversations are happening daily. And the more that you can rise to the top of that, the better. And I think that you only know that you're doing that job well when people tell you that you're doing that job well, or people keep coming in the door. And again, those people are telling you that someone else told me that you're doing the job well. That's why you always get asked, where did, where did you hear about us? <laughs> it's, you know, my friend on the corner. That back to that recommendation software, my, my colleague in uh, San Diego, Trish, she had a really funny way of explaining it to people. She would say, uh, and I think it holds true to all of this with feedback and where you're getting it from and evaluating the people that you're receiving it from, because that, that matters, right? Like if you go on Yelp and you see reviewer X and all they do are write negative reviews, you're like, well, this guy's got something up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Or, but then you see someone else who only gives glowing reviews, but you read them and they're super detailed and you're like, oh, you know what? They are having great experiences at these businesses. Let me read more about that business. So it kind of evaluate who it's coming from. And then you make a decision how to incorporate or not incorporate that feedback that you're receiving, but comes down to who. And she would say, do you want the, okay, let's say you're looking for the best meatballs in town. That's what you're after. She would say, you've got a neighbor who's next door, who you know, dines frequently around a community and really knows Italian food. You also have this person that, you know, you were talking to your favorite shop owner and saying like, yeah, we're looking for this really great Italian meal. And person next to you pipes in and is like, you know what? These are my top three. And, and you're like, oh, you know what? I've heard of all three of those. They sound pretty good, but I don't really know you. I know my neighbor and they, you know, whatever. And then there's somebody who's stark naked running down your street screaming, the best meatballs are at Spaghetti Factory ABC over here and you should eat them. Whose recommendation are you going to take? You're certainly not taking the last person, but your neighbor and this other person that you met at the store who took the time to kind of share this with you about their opinion, you might validate their opinion a little more, but you will take it and you will go with it. And so that's the cool thing about Yelp. And you're able to see who they are and get a sense of uh, why they're sharing what they're sharing and, and what they like and don't like and really understand who the person is if you want to. And then you can decide like, are their recommendations good? I mean, if you see that elite badge, typically they're a pretty well-rounded individual with a good outlook on the world and they want you, you want to read what they had to say. But that the, the, this feedback, like whether it's on Yelp, in person, on social media, wherever, it's that word of mouth has been amplified to the highest degree. And it's the feedback that people are getting that constantly keeps it going. Like if, uh, and the feedback people are sharing with each other and sharing with business owners, like, it's the cyclical thing where if you see like you had a bad experience and a business owner responds to you on Yelp and says, oh my gosh, you've identified a huge problem in our world. Like we must fix it. This happened to me once. I went to La Cucina on the corner of Lakeside and Moana and it was a late rainy night and I wanted some chicken Parmesan. I don't know why I was craving it. It was before I had kids. I was solo. My wife was out of town or something and I went there and I ordered chicken parm and I got home and it was there. I wrote a review and I described specifically what was not great about this chicken Parmesan. I mean, because we've all had good chicken Parmesan. We know what that looks like, right? Not only did I get a response from the business owner, but he had 
I mean, he knew who I, he must've known who I was. So he had their marketing person kind of reach out and say, Hey, I saw this review, but the response to the review is what kind of started it off. He replied and he said, you have helped me identify a broken link in my kitchen. Like my chicken Parmesan should never look the way you described it or the way you showed it in a photo. Someone did not follow my process and therefore our food came out inferior. And I'm sorry that you were the one to receive that dish. Like no one should receive this dish. So let me make it up to you and invite you back. That was all. I just felt like, wow, acknowledged, validated, something happened and they're going to fix something based on what I told them. And I've since gone back to La Cucina. I may not have ordered chicken parm, but they have a great Italian sandwich. So like I go for different things uh, at different times of the day. But at the end of the day, I felt really valued that someone took the time to listen to what I said. And the fact that I was specific about my criticism enabled them to identify a problem. And so with elites, that's what you'll find too. You'll find they're like very thorough in their reviews, even though when they're not sharing something great about a business, they're trying to point out the things that were not great. So other people can get out there. And this feedback economy, back to this idea for a second. When I started in 2013 in this job, Compo had opened, I think in 2010, right on the river. And it was Mark Estes restaurant then. And like, they were averaging like a hundred reviews a year is what the restaurant was getting from its inception to like that 2013 timeline. And like only a hundred reviews a year. Well, now in six months, a business could have 300 to 500 reviews, depending on what's going on. So if you want to understand the growth of the Yelp community, anecdotally, that's what it looks like. Mm. And it's because of those reviews that are getting shared early and first that other people are finding out about it. I chuckle because I'm part of lots of other Facebook groups that are tied to restaurants and industry and things like that. And it'll be months since a business has opened before it appears in one of those groups. And they will already have been reviewed by several uh, dozen people on Yelp. And I'm like, wow, I don't know why people don't just like look at hot. There's a hot and new. You can just hot and new category. Show you everything that opened in the last six months. Hot and new restaurants, hot and new shopping, hot and new. You could find it on Yelp. And it's pretty darn uh, helpful. There's also a local Yelp newsletter that goes out every week with a collection of 10 to 15 businesses in a specific category that just comes to your inbox that would cue you in on what's going on. You got Yelp Reno Instagram. So those reviews are helping other people discover it all the while. Some people on other social platforms are, oh, I've been looking for the next hot thing. I'm like, well, it's not really that hot anymore. It's been three months. That place has been open. So I love discovering the new businesses because the Yelp community is out there discovering them first. Then I reach out to them, get their story, figure out kind of what's there, plug them into local PR, connect them to other organizations, create these synergies, and bing, bang, boom, we get the word of mouth rolling because we've put, we've helped them get into these places where people will talk about them. And that's awesome. I mean, I just love seeing the springboard effect from the fact that they're receiving the feedback and that feedback is driving people in the door and creating conversations about them in other places. That's that cycle. And that's why sharing reviews on Yelp, wherever it helps businesses share it everywhere. Just because you don't look at Yelp doesn't mean that your friend doesn't look at Yelp. doesn't mean that your neighbor isn't looking over there to check it out. When the pandemic hit, I was telling everyone that their superpower was the ability, whether or not they had income or money at the moment, to go out there on social media and amplify the noise of local business owners who are struggling through shutdowns and constraints and things of that nature. Get out there and do it. And if you have money, go and buy a gift card and be prepared to go back to that business in the future and spend more money. And that works when people take the time to just share a post. You never know who 
is going to see that post that you shared. But if Connor, if you needed a pizza tonight and I shared a pizza earlier today and you saw it, you might go get the pizza that I shared. And I just sent 20 bucks into a local business that may not have otherwise been there without really any effort. And it's pretty amazing what we as individuals within this community can do to affect the futures and the outcomes of local businesses just with our social media presences, whether we have one friend or one million friends. Excellent. Yeah, no, I think that the communication and sharing our experiences, obviously, I mean, I host a podcast where I talk to people about what they're doing in Reno. So it's not the same as doing reviews, but there's very much, I think, a parallel just of sharing experiences and ideas and communicating out into the world and hoping that what you put out there helps influence people's thinking and understanding and maybe where they spend their money and how it helps our local economy and stuff. So thank you for coming on to, to talk so much about Yelp and the way that it works and the importance of this kind of feedback and communication, not just for consumers, but for businesses and and how it's kind of a, a win-win situation. If people want to connect with Yelp, what's the easiest way? I know that you're on Instagram. What else can people do to kind of be in touch with what's happening in like the local business community? Obviously the Yelp app itself, but is there anything else people can do that gets them connected and is an easy way to see what's going on? I think the easiest way is to just get on Yelp and, and browse it, see what's happening, see what businesses are popping up of interest to you. Join the Yelp community, be part of this kind of forward momentum that we already have and helping to support local businesses and grow local businesses. I think the other way to connect is to just make sure you're having conversations with the businesses when you walk in and talk to them. If you're not, if you're not loving your experience, be sure to tell them in the moment. Don't ever feel bad about explaining that this didn't live up to my expectation and I was hoping for X or just a little bit of feedback. It's not always going to you know, go over well, but at the same time, you need to realize that if you don't say it, they're ne- they may never know. Even if you're uncomfortable in the moment, that's when you can share as long as you're being uh, critical in a positive and constructive manner. Share the feedback wherever you're and whenever you're comfortable. Don't berate. Remember, someone else is on the other end of this. There's a person there. And so we need to treat each other like humans. That has to start first. I think we're seeing this more and more today where we've forgotten the fact that we are people and people have emotions and people have needs. And But at the same time, if we hold on to everything, and that's what they say, right? Don't repress your feelings. Don't repress your feelings. Share your feelings with business owners as you're there. Engage with them if they're not necessarily engaging with you. Create a conversation. Attempt to join their community. Be part of everything they have going on and find ways for you to support them. You know, we talked about these events that I host and that's cool. But just because a business hosts an event doesn't mean that's the end of my relationship with them, right? The how you can help question continues on into the future. And I'm always looking for ways to help without anything necessarily coming back. Like I said, keep the seesaw uneven as much as possible and realize that like when the time comes, when you do want to kind of level that out a little bit, it's going to be a lot easier to do that because you just keep giving and giving. I mean, I think about where you and I started, Connor, we met at a coffee shop. I wanted to learn about Renoites. You wanted to learn about me. And in that conversation, there were a handful of connections that were established just by talking. Don't be shy with your connections. Don't hold them back because the rising tide truly does raise all ships. Because I know somebody that could help you. You're going to come across somebody that can help me. And you're going to remember that I helped you and you're going to want to connect back. I mean, that's that feedback economy. That's that Mm -hmm. cycle, that wheel that keeps turning. So that one review that reached that one person that went into that business and changed the trajectory of that person's day, 
you did that. You did that just by writing that and putting that out there. And that could happen. You know, we talk about passive income in life too. Like that can happen over and over again without you knowing. I realized it like day one on the job, which was crazy. I wrote a review for 101 Taiwanese in downtown Reno. I love that restaurant. Weeks later, I got a message from somebody on Yelp. like, I read your review and I'm going there for lunch today. I mean, that's happening whether they're telling you or not, Mm -hmm. just because you put it out there or your favorite store, your favorite mechanic, whoever it is. Reviews matter. They do. They matter to businesses. But be human first. Have a conversation if things aren't going right. But if you had a great experience, you better shout that from the rooftops. Let everybody know that's the place to go. Don't hold back. You are making change and making difference, each one of us. Every share, every like, every review, every post, you're part of lifting this community up. And that's what I encourage everybody to do. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think that's great advice to to shout it from the rooftops. And I appreciate you coming on to talk about all of the work that you've done with Yelp and with the community since you've been here. I really appreciate it. It was great. It was great. And I hope everyone downloads this podcast and every other episode before because Renoites is making big change here and having great conversations. So thank you for what you're doing, Connor. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Renoites. And special thank you to Michael Tregash, Community Director for Yelp Reno, for coming on the show to let me know about how Yelp works and the importance of community and the feedback for these businesses. Really great conversation, and I definitely appreciate him taking the time. As I said at the top of the show, in the spirit of giving feedback, Please let me know what you thought of this episode or any other. You can leave comments on my posts on social media. You can find me at Renoites on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot me an email. My email address is Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at Renoites.com. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't know, tons of options, lots of ways to give feedback, and I definitely love to hear from listeners. That is all I've got for you this week. See you next time. 